Uh, we're about to get this shit popping right now. All right, I here we go. This is the Propaganda Podcast. I'm Joe Swanson. The podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Waterloo Tattoo Workstations, and Hustle Butter Deluxe. You can find them on Instagram at Kingpin Tattoo Supply, at Waterloo Tattoo, and at Hustle Butter Deluxe. My guest today is the owner of Eternal Art Tattoo, the founder of Tattoos Cure Cancer, and a 22 veteran of our community, Adam Guyot. Let's get into this shit, man. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Third time's a charm, I guess. I've been going through <laughs> this string, you know, talking to, uh, through this string of fucking up the intros. Like, I went through probably like 50 shows, maybe, you know, and I didn't, I would just roll with it. You know, whatever no, I happened, listened to happened. a lot of them. I, I remember listening to shows where you could just hear Joe Swanson ask a question and 15 minutes of silence. And I'm like, man, oh, that must shit. be a good answer because he went on forever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty wild, man. And um, I'm excited to get guys like yourself who have such a long you know, tradition in our, in our industry on to talk about how things, you know, it's a, it's a relatively new new trade that we have it's only a century you know old it's 120 years old in its contemporary modern modern equipment and time yeah and and also the the period we're in it right now it's changing in such a rapid fashion that it doesn't even resemble itself five years ago you know i mean who there i'm doing an interview with you you have sponsors you know like kingpin sponsored us they sponsor it's it's a, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a sporting event to an extent as far as the popularity and, and, and the reach that tattooing has now. Yeah. What do you think, uh, what do you think popped off that, you know, because it went through that resurgence, in, you know, kind of when I started, when I was into it about 18 years ago, you'd probably been tattooing, you know, three, four, five years at that point, And it went through that kind of mid-90s boom. Oh, yeah. And what do you think took it to the next level? Was it the Internet or at this point? Yeah. Television shows? Exactly. The TV shows, I mean, as much as I I hated them, they've definitely, it is what it is. You know, you, you, you know, when I was brought into it, it was, you didn't tell people stuff and you didn't put that kind of stuff out there. You know, I mean, I remember first hearing about a TV show and thinking like, you know, like Jack Rudy and Gil Monty are going to put a posse together and go shoot those dudes, you know, like it's, it's just, that's not stuff that you're allowed to do in tattooing, you know? And then it's like, okay, it's, it's out there now. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just changed everything and, and brought it to a whole different level. Yeah. I think more so as people that are outside of our community, our industry start to develop projects like the television shows it's incumbent upon us to kind of keep those things in check and support it's sort of it's like growing up you know like when you're a kid and you're into like punk rock music and nobody understands it and you're so special and shiny because you have this album and you know punk rock and you've got three or four friends you know and then we all get older and then you start seeing like wow all the designs on stuff are cool now and it's because all the dudes that listened to punk rock and were exactly like us are now in those positions where they're they have those design jobs so it's everything starts to become a little more of like, well, this is what I'm into. And, you know, there's that old crotchety old school part that's like, no, this is the way it is. You can't change shit. And then, you know, you have to eventually just break down and accept it and go, OK, this is this is cool now. This my special secret thing is now way bigger than it used to be. Sure. And uh, 
and just, you know, that's what, what's so great about this all happening at the same time with finally getting Tattoos Cure Cancer off the ground because it's just, I see it becoming such a, a global thing, you know. And it can immediately oh, yeah. with the connectivity that the Internet provides us these days and things like this, a Skype talk, you know, in the morning about something that is going on within our own communities that affects yeah. our own people and it affects people outside of our community so if we can if we can do our part to promote these things within our communities and it's one thing that i've been thinking about more and more as i i actually listened to troy denning's podcast the other day and mm -hmm. man such such a uh, i'm a fan of that podcast because there's so many little gems in there that that they're throwing out and if you just sit and listen to them you can hear them come through and you know he's he's was talking about being a part of people's projects and how it's great to be a part of these projects but it's like you know he's got guys taking days off to finish these projects and he's like it's not benefiting me as much as you know if we can figure out a way where it benefits tattooers and tattooers put back into tattooing and yeah put money you know let's start floating our money around to each other um you know it, it made sense to me it's like yeah, oh, yeah. we all want to be a part of these good projects and let's figure out a way to all benefit from them and take them all to the next level and i think that's what you're doing with tattoos cure cancer that i've oh, yeah. seen and read about and what you've you know our conversations have been um that it's something that you not only want to give to you know, fight this thing that we've all dealt, you know, with a lot of us have dealt with cancer, but you want to give back into tattooing. And it, that's a great. Thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the, you know, one of the, the big questions is, OK, once we once we get to that point where we're just ready to like say, oh, you need 30 grand to pay for treatment. Here's 30 grand, you know, right. um, obviously the the easiest way to find who to, to give it to is within our own community, you know, and um and then after that, I don't really know yet. You know, we haven't gotten that far ahead. But, uh, you know, so far, like our first big event, we donated to a children's hospital because I talked to a bunch of different oncologists. And I said, if you had a million dollars right now, where would you put it? And all of them said children's hospital. So it was like, well, that's that makes it a given. So our first benefit that we did here, uh, November 3rd, we donated almost 10 grand uh, to children's hospital from that. That's great. We, we made that in like 10 hours of tattooing. So... Yeah, it was pretty incredible. I mean, that's, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to get all like mystical, but it, it's, it's, it's a magical thing when you get, you know, all these people together that are so behind it. And, you know, when we, every convention we've done the, just gets better and better. And, you know, the conventions, it's usually just me tattooing. So it's, it's a lot of the first initial standoff of like, people are like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing and I don't really trust it and why. And then they ask you and I tell them the story and, you know, poor Jojo sat next to me in Salt Lake City and he's like, I could tell your story for you now because I've just heard you tell it to every person you've tattooed for the past, you know, four hours. Yeah. But, um, what? you know, you've got to just, you got to just tell it, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the way it's going to keep going. Well, go ahead and tell it. I, I read a little bit about, you know, you've been affected by it. Your dad passed away of lung cancer. Now, my dad passed away of uh, leomyosarcoma, which was mm -hmm. cancer in his abdomen. And yeah. you had a dream after that. Um, period during that period of your life and yeah. kind of led to this thing what yeah I, that. I my dad had passed away in uh, 2004 um, I was about to get married 
you know, it was just crazy. It's, you know, never easy to lose a family member. And my mother had already passed away 10 years before that of like heart disease. So, um, but after he died, I had a dream one night and I just saw a t-shirt and it said tattoos cure cancer. And it was like, uh, it looked like the old Frankie says relax shirts, you know, or like an old vision streetwear, just the big bold letters. And, uh, I woke up and I was like, wow, that could be something that you could raise a lot of money for like cancer research, you know? And then just basically continued with my life, got married, had a couple kids, bought a house, you know, have a, you know, I'd already had the shop since 95. So just running a, a tattoo shop. And then, um, over the years, different things, you uh, we, in 2011, we did a, uh, like a small can uh, breast cancer benefit where we did $20 breast cancer ribbons. And I think we had seven or eight people tattooing and we raised like almost $5,000 in, in I think 12 hours doing $20 tattoos, you know? And, uh, I was like, wow, this could be really incredible. And then went about, you know, still running a business and just having life in general. So it was always sort of in the back of my mind, like I got to do something but just didn't, I don't know anything about, or I didn't know anything about starting a nonprofit or, or anything like that. So um, last year or in 2013, my brother had a, a brain cancer scare. They thought he had a, a tumor in his brain. And um, it ended up just being an infection and it, it's not cancer and he had surgery and everything was okay. But it was finally the catalyst of like, you know what, I'm 40 years old. If I sit around for another 10 years and then go, oh, now I'm going to start this thing that I've, it's just, it's shoulda, woulda, coulda. So I figured I, I just got to do it. And I had talked to my bookkeeper uh, for the tattoo shop and she had told me that she knew how to do the, you know, just the basic paperwork through LegalZoom or whatever. And she came over, I think it was July 12th and we, you know, I gave her my American Express and we went online and, and filed the first papers and... You're supposed to, they said it, it could take up to like six months to get a response of any kind. And within, I want to say two weeks, I got a call from Sacramento and this lady was like, uh, kind of bitchy. Like, is, is this Adam guy at, from Tattoos Cure Cancer? And I'm like, yeah, you know, how can I help you? And she says, uh, you know, I'm so-and-so from the state of California and Sacramento and, and, you know, like, what exactly are you doing? And... I didn't realize she thought like, you know, the name, it, I saw it in a dream. I don't necessarily think it's the catchiest name or anything like that, but she thought I was saying like, I've got this magical tattoo that will cure you of cancer. Like, and just being some scumbag that's like preying on, on, on people in, in their time of need, you know? And I was like, no, no, no. So I told her the dream and she actually walked into her boss's office with me still on the phone there and was like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, cool, you're 501c3 nonprofit. Within a couple of weeks later, they gave us like our tax exempt status, which I still don't. I mean, we still pay taxes. I don't know exactly how that works, but that's what my bookkeeper does. Right. <laughs> so she keeps everything, you know, squared away and, and legal with the government. And right now we're just trying to figure out how to how to keep more money going back into it because they're basically they're saying that they don't believe you if you don't take any money out of it. Like they're like a nonprofit, you still get paid. And I'm like, well, I don't, it's not about me getting paid. The, the tattoo, tattooing takes care of me at, at eternal art. You know, like I, that's how I pay my bills. That's how I feed my family. This is something that, that I want 
to take care of tattooing to take care of itself with, you know, and to, to do something bigger than all of us, you know, and it can be done on such a small level from like doing the, you know, tattooing at like the events. We had 13 artists here for our first one, you know, and I mean, like Greg James, you know, Robert Atkinson, like Jojo. I mean, I work with Jojo all the time, but I'm still, you know, blown away by that guy's work. Yeah. Um, you know, and so many people just got involved. It's just been crazy. Yeah, that's amazing, man. It's it, it's so cool to see all that, <clears throat> all those people behind, like you said, behind it in such a clear and concise way. You know, all that vibe comes through and and moves forward. I think that is paying it forward, man. It's yeah, it's a good thing that you're doing, for sure. You're back on a little bit of a convention circuit with it, promoting it. Correct. Yeah, I I kind of got. Um, I get a little socially anxious yeah. and, and, and the convention scene just got really like ego-y and, you know, I'm, I just, I, I kind of dropped out of it. I was, I was not having it at all. Um, I don't think I had done anything in at least 10 years. And then, uh, when Jojo came here and started working with me, he, he dragged me up to Salt Lake City and, uh, and that's, I'll, I mean, I'll do that convention as long as they'll let me be there. You know, it's it's the best place. It's so much fun and such a great show. So I did that the last two years with him, as I, I say, like as a civilian, just tattooing under Eternal Arts banner. And then this last year, we did it for the first time as as Tattoos Cure Cancer, and it was it was huge. You know, and Nate, the the guys that put that show on, they were huge supporters, and and uh, Kenny Brown happened to be the the MC of the show. So every time he would pick up the microphone to say, you know, convention or contest at this time or anything, he would mention us and send people our way. And it's just really cool to, to I mean, that show just feels like family. You know, it feels like, like the old days, like Ink Slinger's Ball, when you walked around and you knew everybody and everybody was cool and it wasn't like mad dogging and, and just strange shit, yeah. you know. I saw and this. This kind of gets out of that, you know, because there's no ego. I'm not, I'm not there going, is my portrait work as good as that guy's or is this? I'm there going, I'm doing cancer ribbons and I'm trying to save the world. You know, you're either, so either get on board with me or, or don't talk to me. I, that's fine, you know. Do you think that's what's uh, missing at some of the conventions is the camaraderie that used to be there and there's so many that it's, it's hard well, to get I, that? Or? It's, I think it's still definitely there, but it's definitely... It's it was already clickish, and then now with with you know ten times the amount of tattooers, sure. it's there's there's so many different clicks, yeah. and you know you could be at the wrong show and you're ain't in the right click and you're not talking to anybody, you know. Right, it's weird. But, uh, it is, but and that's what's great about this because you know the 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 hardest motherfucker you know that that was walking around mad dogging comes up and sees what we're doing and they're like, cool, how can I get involved in this? You know, and, and it's like, it's, it gets the, the ego out and it gives people, you know, not everybody wants to, to do what I'm doing and start a, a nonprofit organization and, you know, uh, incorporate and do all this, all this shit that you have to do to actually make it happen. And, you know, with this, we're working on a, an app that people would be able to download the tattoo flash and then charge the tattoos through the app. So you could be sitting in whatever shop in the middle of the country and just be like, you know what, I'm going to do this little cancer ribbon tattoo and do it for Tattoos Cure Cancer and, and ship it through there. And we're hoping to get that going almost out of a way to, to let people know that that's the way to do it because, unfortunately, 
there's a bunch of people like tattooing out of their houses or their garages and and or even shops and saying they're doing it and advertising on Instagram and then their Facebook saying I'm doing this for tattoos cure cancer and then they get all the money and then it just they keep it. I'm not well. They may they may donate it to somebody, but it's not coming through us. You know and. You the want to only set up way, a stream. You're trying to set up a streamlined, efficient exactly, way for people. A way to where even if, if I do it for you, we're still going to charge it through the square, so it goes through that, and then it's just, it's it's done, you know. And that way, it, it also keeps it a lot easier to to keep track of all the stuff, you know, because especially at a show, you know, you're you're doing tattoos, you're selling shirts, you're sitting there, and you come back, and it's like I just take all the money and just go, okay, I'm just putting it all in the tattoos for cancer account, like because I don't know if I had five bucks in there. Oh well, it's gone now. You know, like right, wild stuff, man. New shit that's at at conventions. Inkslinger's ball, you would have never found fucking square, huh? <laughs> that was a good show, though. Inkslinger's. I I went there. I was fortunate enough to see um, the only Sailor Jerry piece I ever saw in person, which was that Doctor's back piece. Um, yeah, he had a bunch of stuff from Jerry, but it was. Whoa, man. Even, you know, however many years later that was, 20, 25, 30 years later, that shit was still looking so good. Oh, yeah. I don't no, know. 20 years later, you're still thinking about it. You know, I mean, right. that shows you the, the power of, of, of good tattooing and how, you know, its history will, will stick with you and continue. You know, if, I'm sure you've seen plenty of, of shitty tattoos that you don't remember, but right. you'll, you'll never forget that one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I did see this man when I got into tattooing. My boss, it was it was a you know an apprenticeship, but it was basically, hey, I'm going to show you how to make you know. Here's how to put together this machine. This is what a liner should do. This is what a shader should do. Here's how to make needles. We're going to get through a couple people in here. I did an eagle clutching a skull with a banner on this nice. one guy's arm. I did. A, my second tattoo was a little Leo Zulueta tribal piece, so I could see he wanted to see if I could put in black, and then my third piece was this like eagle. It's probably like a tattoo brand flash eagle flying over a couple mountains. I don't think tattoo brand was out back then though. Was it? Or oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah. Was, I'm thinking of some of the newer stuff, like because uh, that's probably like when Cherry Creek it was, first started coming it was, out. It was just pre Cherry Creek. It was a couple years pre Cherry Creek because I went after that well, so after I did those three tattoos he was like alright go make money you know and yeah. pay it if you got questions ask these motherfuckers <laughs> and so I did was into so much shit that I shouldn't have been doing at that time I outlined this dragon back piece with all this hair coming off the arms and the, and the <laughs> head and I see it 15 years later I'm or 16 years later whatever it was I, wa I was in that shop and a dude came in and I was in the back break room I don't know why, but somebody, you know, the, the front person came and said, hey, there's somebody up here to see you. And that dude flashed in my head, right, yeah. that piece. And I look out and I go, holy shit, that's <laughs> that guy. I'm about to see this shit that I did a month into tattooing. And, you know, he, he showed me and we talked about it, getting it finished. And, and it was, uh, but it was, you know, all fucking blown out. Hang on one second. That's Let me right. Grab it. Sorry. No, that's okay, man. It, it's handle your business. That's what yeah. it's all about. But yeah, I, it, seeing those, seeing that work from way back, man, is so it's wild, you know. It, it's it's yeah, it's super humbling, and you know, I mean, it's 
I know some tattooers that I see their stuff and they're like, yeah, that was my third tattoo. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like I was trying to do that like eight years into the game. Like what's wrong with me? But Isn't it crazy. I got, I got this dude who I, I want to get on the podcast, Oliver Bach. He's out of the, the UK. <clears throat> a kid's been apprenticing for uh, a year, right? He pumps out all this super awesome flash and he's, you know, tattoos are super clean. He's only been in, you know, he's, coming up in a day and age it's super interesting to me because he's coming up in a day and age where he has the internet all this stuff that's open to him has been open yeah. from the beginning he's still kind of he's still as i perceive it through social media coming up with respect and and uh, admiration for nostalgia and the history yeah. of what we have going on and um but there's so many guys like that who's within a year within six months or whatever it is, their tattoos that they're doing that are smaller. I mean, traditional pieces, this is what this kid's doing are super clean and super yeah. crisp. It's just like, damn, how it's, are these kids getting so quick so fast? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I mean, just the, and the level, you know, I mean, when I started, there was the Huck Spalding A to Z book, you know, and it said like, put spider legs on a mole and make it a spider. You know, that's, and nowadays, you know, people can go on Instagram and just see the most mind-blowing stuff that, and and then replicate it because they're they're not coming from. Well, this is what tattoos look like, you know. I mean, we we sort of got into it when it was, I feel like, really just starting to take off into what it's become, you know. Like, um, and I didn't, you know, I thought I was coming into the game and, and I got that traditional stuff. No way. I'm going to do all this cool new stuff. And, you know, and, and I was just, I'm, I'm the guy that I hate now, you know, that, that comes in and like, no, I, I don't, I, outlines, who has an outliner? That's stupid, you know. But um, I learned, you know, I learned that tattoo doesn't look good and it needs a big black line. And, you know, and then I met Mike Pike and I met Greg James and, and I learned like, oh, okay, like I... I don't know shit and and there's nothing that I can teach this industry until I learn a whole lot more, you know, and and then maybe I can work on a little style of my own. And you know, now I I don't want my own style. I want to just be able to replicate good tattoos and make a nice tattoo and and take people's designs that that, you know, their ideas out of their head and and make them into something that they'll be happy with forever on their skin, but you know, not with that's, definitely with just some black in it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a street shop mentality, man, and that's what a lot of us, you know, with fifteen plus years, pretty much came up in. And you had to be able to do that tribal arm sleeve, that portrait, that traditional anchor, yeah, and the little, you know, chingadera flower on the ankle with a dolphin jumping yeah. over it. You had to do all that stuff, and you had to work with within multiple groupings of needles and it was hey you know you had to figure that shit out quick or or stop doing it and yeah if you stop doing it that meant less money in your pocket so you know what i better get my hustle on and exactly learn how to get this shit done right so it's it's cool that that kind of sentiment is kind of coming back in an you know i would say in the in the shops like yours and shop like hard luck where i work at it's, hey, we got to be able to handle everything that comes through the door. And there'll yeah. be these fun custom pieces that we get to work on. 
and, and let's put everything into them, but let's make sure that we're putting everything into, you know, that soccer mom and the, and oh, the yeah. gangster no, that wants those the, are the lettering and the, all that shit. The big pieces, that's, that's the gravy, you know, and everybody wants to do those, but I would much rather work on something that I can do in one session and be done with and then have this, you know, ongoing back piece that, that takes a year and a half to finish because, oh, the guy got a uh, chick pregnant. Now uh, the tattoo is going to be another three years. And by the time it comes back, it doesn't even look like what you're doing anymore. Right. You know, so. What's it take to be, what's it take to be a successful tattooer these days? <laughs> Top three things that you think. I don't even know. I mean. I'll tell you one, hard work. That's my yeah. one. That's my top. Definitely. Staying I mean, there's so, many, there's so many artists out there nowadays that everybody's, you know, they're like, I got my kit and I want to be, you know, on, on the cover of Inked Magazine or I want to be, you know, Tattoo Master. But, um, yeah, definitely hard work. I mean. And you know what? If that's your goal is to be on the cover of Inked Magazine and to be on Inked Master and win that shit, you better step your game up because yeah. – And you better learn and you better buckle down and – Take some figure drawing classes and, and learn to paint some with some watercolor and oils and maybe get into some mixed media and maybe even learn to pinstripe because you don't know yeah. what they're going to throw at you. And all these things, I think, as you develop an artistic style, will feed back into your tattooing for sure. I think a lot of people need to take a real look at what they do, you know, because it's, it's so easy to do something. And since you did it, you look at it and, and you go, it's good. You know, and then once you finally hit a certain level, then you hate everything you do. And that's when you're actually doing good stuff. Because when you're, you know, I see these people, even on the TV shows, you're like, how are you defending that piece? How are you saying that that's a good tattoo, you know? And it's sad because it's the person wearing it is doing the same thing. You know, they're like, oh, no, it's not that bad. And, you know, that's, that's like saying, well, this shirt's not, you know, doesn't fit that wrong or or you know i don't need all four wheels on my car right there are some standards that that yeah, should be but, adhered to yeah so, do you uh run a coil or rotaries uh both yeah I, I i don't do a lot of rotary stuff but there's um i don't know what i'm allowed to say there's a friend of mine that's that's making some right now that are incredible so i don't uh They'll be available soon to the public. I've seen little or, sneak peeks. Well, not the public, professionals. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen little sneak peeks. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty amazing that, you know, things are developing on the equipment side, too, with, with our, what we do to, you know, the machines, even the needles. You know, be, oh, yeah. Lot the of advancements, yeah. It, the I mean, from the pigments, and then I mean, first the availability of of quality needles and quality. You know, I I've started using uh, the Kingpin disposable tubes. Like, I don't think I've used a steel tube in over five years, and it's just it's amazing to just be able to break down and and toss everything, and uh, and the the quality is still there. You know, it's not like you're using something just because you don't want to have to scrub a tube. You know, it's, that's just what I use. You know, I'm, I'm so used to it that I'd, if I had to wear or run big steel grips now, I, I think I'd get fatigued halfway through the tattoo because it's so much weight. But, um, and then the pigments and the needles and the, the different groupings and, you know, everyone's always trying to reinvent the, the wheel and sometimes it actually helps, you know, like 
I, I don't know exactly what's different about uh, my friend's rotaries, but I mean, it's it it makes my job as a tattooer so much easier than you know. And you forget sometimes you, at least for myself, I'll get into these ruts where I'll keep struggling with the same thing and just thinking like I'm not doing something right. And sometimes it's just the equipment or or you know just. Luckily, I have you know I people in my life like Mike Pike, so all my machines, all my coil machines are pretty much his, mm-hmm. and have been for for years. You know, I've got a few others that you collect here and there, but those are the go tos every day. Yeah, and then uh, you know some other ones. Absolutely, man. Are you do you do you paint a lot of flash and and still continue to? No, I I really wish I had more time to paint. Um, but I got two little kids at home too, on top of the business and the the charity so it's um i tried to for a while i tried to really pretend i was a painter and and you know it's it just doesn't i don't get stuff done i get something started and then my son interrupts me and then it, it goes on a shelf and then three years later i did a sheet of flash for my six-year-old and uh when i finally finished it and signed it i dated it 2011 12 and 13 because it literally had taken Two year, you know, just to finish one sheet of flat. We're having a little, oh shit. Yeah. Having oh, a little, little technical diff, yeah, little glitches. This is what Skype does. You know, mm-hmm. it likes to get fucking bitchy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. It's like that. That's the, the nice thing about technology is we can do this and you can be, you know, down on the down in another part of California or I talked to the the homie Mill Martinez over in London the other morning. Yeah. You know, it's like you can do that, but the the bad part is you have these you become so accustomed to being able to have these moments. Oh yeah. When it glitches like that or you you have like this weird what did that glitch for like fucking five seconds? You know, and now we're back on online but we get so like aggro about it. It's like oh, oh fuck yeah. you know what's going <laughs> on? Who was that, uh, the, the comedian, um, oh, what the fuck is his name? He's got some TV show now, too. Lewis. C.K. Uh, C.K. Lewis or Louis C.K. Louis That's, C.K. Yeah. He was saying, he had some joke about how, you know, the cell phone, like, if it takes a minute for a page to download or whatever, he's like, give it a fucking minute. It's going to space and back, <laughs> you know? And it's like that we get we get but once we have it we're we're instantly used to it you know it's it's everything's that instant gratification nowadays which you know it just is what it is and i'm sure you know do you do you like instagram and shit oh i love instagram i mean i'm i'm so right now i'm so fascinated with it with especially trying to grow the charity and 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 everything um but just the that whole social media world the fact that there's a career of social media now you know like you can you can work for a company and all you do is tweet all day you know and and so i'm i'm trying to learn that and you know i i see these people that that have four posts and have you know 150,000 followers and i'm like what the fuck is that all about you know like we're about to break 3500 on instagram and i'm they're all legitimate people you know i'm like i i can't i i had a few people tell me like oh you should buy some followers because then it makes you look more legitimate. And I'm like, so let's lie so we can look more legitimate. Like, just that logic is, I don't, just don't want to have anything to do with that. No. It doesn't sound right. You're doing the right thing coming. Hopefully, you know, we can, this show can help pump 
your thing up and going out to the conventions, you're going to get those people that are going to dive right in. And it, it's all of a sudden with the right connectivity, which we have, mm -hmm. you, your shit can go viral. And oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you you share it and then JoJo shares it and then five people that JoJo's, you know, friends, they share it and then five people of theirs. I mean, you, you yeah. see how it goes and all of a sudden it's swept the tattoo community and it's impacted people outside the family members of those within the community as well you know yeah so that's the goal it, it's pretty cool that that can happen like in a matter of you know moments oh yeah no it's it's it, it blows me away constantly because like i'll literally post something on instagram like oh here's a new tank top and then my phone buzzes 30 seconds later and it's an order for that tank top that you know and it's like that and it's not like a friend of mine that's like, oh, I'm there to support you, buddy. It's, you know, it's actually just a person that, that supports the cause and is and wants that shirt, you know, and it's that's it, it blows me away. Pretty cool. Did you have a favorite convention before you got burnt out on them? Did you have a favorite convention that you would go to back in the day? Um, I we used to do tattoos and blues a lot up in uh, Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Yeah. And that was always a really fun one when it was still back at I think it was the Flamingo. Um, and then we stopped doing it when they moved it to the Moose Lodge. But I, uh, I talked to someone at Salt Lake City recently, uh, and he was saying that they were actually way more fun at the Moose Lodge. But I just felt like you were taking, you know, this great convention, and then, you know, it's like taking Inkslingers and throwing it at the VFW. It's like, really, can't we, can't we pick a little bit better place than than this little hall? But, uh, but, um, what did you yeah. like about that show? Um, just the people. It was a cool area. It was a, it was you know close enough to where you could still drive up there, and and you know it's a beautiful drive up up California, um, and just the the group of people that we were always hanging out with back then, and and that did that show, and uh, there was just a lot of crazy stuff that went on there. You know, some of the best like uh, you know tattoo late night tattoo stories come out of the those Santa Rosa shows. Can you tell me one? Um, I, I remember getting tattooed underneath my arm by, uh, laying on a bed in, I believe it was Mike Pike's hotel room and, uh, Mike was tattooing someone else's armpit and he was laying on the other side of the bed with, so his feet were by my head and my feet were by his head and we were both getting tattooed and then the bed somehow managed to be lit on fire. <laughs> Wow. And so, how did you, how did you calm those storms? Um, you know, it, it just sort of worked out. The fire got put out and the tattoos got finished and you know, it, it was just, I don't even remember anyone from the hotel coming or anything. Like it just, it just got handled, you know, and then I'm sure, I'm sure someone got stuck with a, a new mattress bill at the end of that one. But you know, the next day you get up and you go to your booth and you tattoo and, you know, it's sometimes you don't remember those stories till three or four days after. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, BJ Betts told me a story when I talked to him out in Colorado. I did a couple mm -hmm. of live shows a year ago or so, um, or almost a year ago, I guess, in at Keystone at the Tattoo Paradise show that um, Gabe Ripley and those guys at Tattoo Now put on. And B BJ told me a story that he was tattooing bailey hunter robinson after a show in his hotel room and he's and he decided to get ready for the tattoo 
and then go into the bathroom and then come out naked and (laughs) and sit down and like it was nothing and just tattoo him, you know, start tattooing him naked. And he's like, everybody's got to be silent. You know, you can't, everybody's got to handle this like professionals. And he did it. And um, so Bailey gets a couple lines into the tattoo, I guess. And, and he's like, hang on, hang on, man. And he jumps up, strips down naked himself. (laughs) <laughs> and jumps back on. It. He goes, if it's going to be like that, I guess we're going with it. So it was it was pretty, pretty wild shit happens. Yeah. R- Russ Abbott yeah. was telling I saw the, the remnants of uh, the Russ Abbott drunken um, titty skulls that get done when Russ gets drunk. That's a good one, too. We, we, we love those little like fuck, fucked up tattoos. I, t- I think as, I don't know if everybody likes those, but tattooers seem to like those fucked up like weird just story tattoos. Oh yeah. No, and you got to collect them, you know? I mean, and and those are the tattoos that are earned. You know, you see those and you're like, "Oh yeah, you got one of those." You know, like it's, you know, there there's not there's a lot of tattooers out there that would never earn those tattoos. Sure. You know. Absolutely. What's next for the uh Tattoos Cure Cancer, man? Um right now we're working on a Tennessee Dave James uh memorial shirt that was actually painted by uh um Don Chuck Carvalho in Brazil. That guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a guy that's like, I mean, barely tattooing and... and Producing so much flash in a distinct yeah. style, too. I mean, He sent me an email, and I mean, there's a little bit of a language barrier, but he sure. said something about, to the effect of like, you know, hopefully this tattooing thing pans out and, and I'm able to make it. And I'm just like, dude, you have books available through tattoo supply companies, like... Yeah. I think it's going to work out for you. You're making it, buddy. I think you're going to be okay. He hit me up years ago talking about painting Flash. He was a he was an illustrator, graphic design guy, mm-hmm. and offered to teach me how to, you know, do that in exchange for teaching him how to paint Flash. Well, I wow. had just produced my DVD. It was around 2009. I had put my DVD out, so I just, you know, sent him that, and. You know, so he learned some of that and then has developed, you know, greatly yeah. past where, what I taught him in the very beginning. And, man, hard work pays, too, because that guy pumps out and giving back because he pumps out not only so much good stuff to that is produced in these sketchbooks and these flashbooks, but also as gifts for people and as in, yeah. you know, respect to people. He did that whole series of old time tattooers. And yeah, that's that's where the Tennessee Dave thing came from, because I approached Greg. Um, Greg tattooed my entire left leg. Uh, I've known Greg for years and, uh, I'll be dropping a Greg James episode soon, man. Oh yeah. No, he's a great guy. So, um, I approached him about possibly doing a, a design for TCC. Um, and he was like, well, why don't, and I could, I told him I wanted to do something in Dave's memory, you know, and do something where, um, we could keep that money separate and donate it to whatever the James family wants to do, but in Dave's name every year. So, we're trying to figure out whenever we release that actual shirt, we're going to try and, and basically make that like the Dave show, you know, and, and have it, it sent to wherever they want to do it. But, but to every year have something that just keeps his, his memory alive, you know? And, um, Greg said, well, I, you know, he's, he's so busy tattooing. He's like, I don't really have time to paint something. He's like, why don't we use this? And so I contacted, uh, Don Chuck to make sure it was cool and then we ended up building a relationship from there and he had painted some designs that now we use when we 
do the shows and the conventions, like his, he's got three of the five sheets of flash that we do. Right. Or is. And, um, so that's, that's going to be the next shirt. And then, um, I've got a bunch of artists on board that are, Robert Atkinson's going to do something. I mean, he's donated artwork. Um, so is Jojo as far as, um, just stuff to sell at shows or to auction off, but they're both going to do a, a shirt design eventually for us. Um, I talked to BJ Betts at Muse Inc. about getting on board and doing something. Um, uh, Christian from Ink Faders, who I know you just talked to recently. Um, yeah. Yanni, who should be showing up anytime. He's actually here right now doing a guest spot with us. Yanni Vera. Yeah, I'll yeah. be dropping both of those episodes, too, from uh, from the, the, Ink and the, yeah, Ink and the Queen Mary. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it was cool to, to meet a guy... Christian, I was introduced through Ben Korn. Um, I had met Ben and had Ben on my podcast and had him out to my shop when I owned a Black Dagger Tattoo in Vacaville. Um, and he tattooed all of us out there and spent a day. So I had been interested in wanting to go over to Switzerland. And he's like, well, hey, contact this guy. And so I, I talked to, you know, messaged Christian, you know, about coming over there. And he said, hey, whenever you want, you can come over, you know, and ended up he just shows up at the, you know, the Queen Mary show, Ink and Iron show yeah. and blows my mind. I jumped, you know, put him on the podcast and then he was hanging around with this other cat and he's like, Hey, I got to put you in touch with the, you know, um, this other dude. And he shows up and I'm just talking to him and, and he goes, yeah, you know, gives me his card and he's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, Yanni, uh, scrawny Yanni on Instagram. And I'm like, fuck dude. I follow you on Instagram. Like, I love your stuff. Great lettering. Like, you know, it's one so crazy how you'll know someone by their Instagram name. Uh -huh. Like I've got people that I've met and it's so hard to like, like, you know, Kenny Brown. I, I look at, I see his face. I think Woodbooger. I don't think his real name, you know? Oh, so man. it's hard because you get to know these people by their, their handles and not their true identities, you know? Yo, Adam, have you ever been like flipping through a magazine and had the urge to double tap on a picture on the oh, yeah. page? Yeah. Fucking ridiculously addicted. It changes the way that you live once you have this technology. You know, I mean, this is the, we're on the, 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 the bridge of the enterprise right now. As far as I'm concerned, I'm sitting here talking to you face to face. You know, I mean, this was stuff when I was a kid, like you didn't have this. You had a big old rotary phone and. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty interesting, man. And um, so the next for uh, Tattoos Cure Cancer is going to be the Tennessee Dave thing. And yeah, we're, where we, there's, where there's a couple shops. Oh, there's, well, we have our, our website. It's www.tattooscurecancer.com. Uh, um, Instagram is just Tattoos Cure Cancer. And then we just kind of double up everything off that to Twitter. Um, but um, on Twitter, they can also find it at, uh, at, at Lead for a Cure. Yeah. Yep, all spelled out. All spelled yeah. Out. Um, we're working on, we've got the Boston Tattoo Convention booked for the end of August. We're definitely doing that. But there's, um, we just did our first, like, uh, benefit in Lake Havasu. The first time we've actually taken TCC to another shop and did it. And we went out to Bridge City, Inc. in Lake Havasu and did something there. And uh, it was awesome. So there's a couple other shops that want to, like, sort of host events. We're trying to just figure out how to make that run as most streamlined as possible. And um, 
you know, some shops they, they, they want to do it. It's just they're too small. You know, we got to be able to fit a bunch of artists in there to do it. Um, so we're trying to decide. There's a, a shop in Nevada that really wants to do something and uh, a couple shops in the Orange County area. So right now it's just kind of talking to people and making sure the politics are, you know, it's in this community you don't want to, to, to step on anybody's toes. Sure. Um, so just trying to, to do that and then um, and then just more shirt designs coming out and, and the hopefully app should be out soon. Great. Um, Great. Just still working on that, which I don't really – that's all my web design people. I don't really know anything about coding anything or how that works. People can just watch the Instagram and the, and the website for updates. Yeah. Yeah. I try and post stuff constantly just so that people stay interested. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would suggest when people find that stuff and if it's something that resonates with you, especially on Facebook, don't just like it, but share it. Sharing it is what's going to make a difference. Liking it. Sure. I don't know how the fuck Facebook works, but it may or may not end up in somebody else's feed or in front of them. But when you share it, it goes on your feed and it's going to get in front of your friends. So please do that. I, I encourage people to do that with my podcast as well on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash forward slash OG Joe Swanson. And all my shows go up the, right there and you can you can share them and like them and comment on them. So I would encourage people to do that. Go to tattooscurecancer.com. Follow it on Instagram. Uh, at tattoo, Tattoos Cure Cancer. You can also find Adam. Adam, they can find you on Instagram. Yeah, Eternal Adam. Eter, at Eternal Adam. And yeah. also uh, at Eternal underscore art underscore tattoo is the uh, shop Instagram for Eternal Art. Really great, uh, great shop for sure, man. You guys are pumping Thanks. out amazing work. And you, you are doing just that. What you said is, is being able to handle anything that walks through the door and you're doing it at the highest level. So... It's, Thanks a lot. It's wonderful to see. And so Eternal, uh, Eternal Art Tattoo in Santa Clarita, if you're down in that area, go by, get a, you know, support the shop, support those artists, and, you know, support Adam in, his, in, in this venture, this Tattoos Cure Cancer. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thanks for having me. Like I said, when I, when I sat down and, and wrote my, my first year goals of what I wanted to do, your name was on there as far as being a part of your podcast and, and using this because – to, to get the word out and uh, to spread it to, to other tattooers. You know, like uh, we're, we're doing some stuff with Tattoo Artist Magazine and Evolved Magazine because I feel like they're more trade magazines where I, I, I want to let other tattooers know how to get involved more so than just letting, like, the public know, like, hey, we're out here. You know, like, so it, it really, people understand what it is and they, they if they want to, be a part of it in any way, you know, they can just jump on board. You know, it's, it's, it's open to, to all of us. Absolutely. At eternal Adam on Instagram at tattoos, cure cancer on Instagram and on Twitter. And also at bleed for a cure. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Everybody can find out uh, about what I got going on at OG Joe Swanson on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, you can also go to my website, www.therealjoeswanson.com. You'll find all the shows there. Uh, you can also find um, my DVDs. I have uh, both the Paint Tattoo Flash DVD, which I'm working on um, doing a... This is the first I'm letting it out there. I will be doing at some point a re-release of that with a bunch of new info in it and hopefully a CD uh, with a bunch of tattooers talking about the importance of painting Flash and, and respecting that tradition. So 
Um, go, to the, go to the website, therealjoeswanson.com. Find me all over, and please share the show. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, Adam, so much for coming on, man. It's been yeah, an honor to have you. Thanks a lot.